JMAM on this Tuesday, and uh, many of you are aware of the fact that the Rothenberg Law Firm and uh, the Nahum Siegel Network now have an even closer connection than we've ever had before, ever since the incredible worldwide attention that the Kosher Halftime Show 2018 received that we recorded in Israel, and that was... uh, and that enjoyed a presenting sponsor of the uh, Rothenberg Law Firm. We continue to thank them for that. And uh, we figured that now, uh, we always, in different uh, in different ways, we're always uh, warning and advising young and old in our community during the week of Purim about the dangers of um, of drinking in excess, of possibly giving those who should not be given drinks drinks on Purim. And, of course, God forbid somebody gets behind the wheel of a car in Purim. You know what kind of disasters could occur. So we try to do these warnings as much as possible. We figured that uh, since we have the Rothenbergs aboard, we could do these warnings and strike some fear in people uh, in terms of um, what could happen down the road legally if, in fact, one makes an irresponsible or takes an irresponsible step during this entire Purim celebration process. Harry Rothenberg of the Rothenberg Law Firm. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. And a very happy Purim to you. Thank you, and to you as well. So what's more difficult to stop watching, the Kosher Halftime Show or the Philly Special by Nick Foles? <laughs> which, which is... as, as much as we enjoyed the, the Halftime Show, <laughs> the Philly Special and the result in that game we've been waiting for all our lives. We really enjoyed that. <laughs> so the Kosher Halftime Show, you were not waiting with bated breath, but for that final ball to come down and hit the ground in the Super Bowl, there you were holding your breath and praying, huh? That is correct. <laughs> not, well, not praying. I don't want to waste prayers on that. That, Understood. As, as, as hoping. big a fan as I am, but you were hoping, hoping that yeah. it was going to hit the ground. You were hoping with, with fists clenched, no doubt. Yeah, that was something. Anyway, a big thank you again, because aside from the great Sunday everybody had watching the Eagles beat New England, in addition to that, uh, we thank you for being the presenting sponsor of our Kosher Halftime Show, which continues uh, to uh, cause a lot of fun and a lot of big smiles all around the world. All right, so we um, – look, The first of all, to remind everybody – uh, your firm is at InjuryLawyer.com, InjuryLawyer.com. And in, in, in fact, I mean, you, you see a variety of things, not just, uh, you know, cases like we're going to be talking about in situations we're going to be talking about. But, I mean, your firm really addresses an array of types of uh, legal cases that people would come across on a daily basis, right? Every day. We, we, you, we, you can say that any possible way you can imagine for someone to get hurt. We have, as the saying goes, we've been there and we've done that. We don't want it to happen, but if it happens, we're available. Yeah, your preference is that everybody be as safe as possible and that everybody get through their day with no injuries and no problems. Correct. But, but of course, things do happen, and uh, people need to know uh, what their recourses are and what uh, options they have. Uh, so it comes to this area, which we always uh, you know, uh, warn the community about. God forbid uh, people either themselves act irresponsibly because of drinking on Purim or if they themselves... Uh, uh, decide to give somebody who does not, um, who who one should not be giving a drink to on Purim. There's a whole legal element to this that's beyond, if we could say, you know, the safety element. Meaning that a lot of people may roll their eyes when we give them these safety warnings, but if they would realize just what kind of trouble they could be in with the law, they may take this whole topic a lot more seriously, right? 
Uh, I would think so. I would hope so. Um, we have been involved in multiple cases uh, wherein underage people, um, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, uh, have had their lives ruined. Uh, we had one case for a 17-year-old. Uh, he's now a paraplegic because he went out and got drunk for the first time and then uh, got behind the wheel of a car. Uh, we have another case of a 19-year-old who is uh, is and will be spending uh, quite a bit more time in jail because he got drunk and got behind the wheel of a car and hit someone and he killed uh, the passenger and put at the uh, the driver in the hospital for a year and a half. Um, one bad decision and their lives are are changed uh, irrevocably uh, in in horrifying ways. The alcohol legal limit is it different in every state or is this a nationwide? Uh uh, you know, cross the board figure. Um, I believe it's the same in every state, but I couldn't tell you that I'm an expert in in the laws of of all fifty states. Right, understood. Um, but that's but but what we tell people is rather than than going and there's nothing wrong with going and looking at BAC charts, blood alcohol charts, to figure out how many drinks can I have. Um, but what we tell people is that, especially younger drivers, but at any age, that buzzed driving is drunk driving. Right. You know, if you have to ask the question, the answer is no. Do you think I can still drive after drinking? No. Right. If ever there's a time to err on the safe side. Yeah, even if it's only one drink. Harry Rothenberg is with us, injurylawyer.com. All right, let's go through some of this. Uh, some of the things we some of these things we've actually have discussed in the past. Like I said, now we have a, a legal expert who can guide us even better. Um, uh, parental responsibility. Uh, I, I would assume there are some cases where actually uh, the um, uh, the minor uh, him or herself. Um, you know, could be involved in something where the parents are actually responsible. Am I right about that? Uh, certainly the parents can be responsible, uh, and others, whoever served the alcohol. Now, there are some exemptions if it's a parent serving his or her own child the alcohol. Right. Um, but if a parent is foolish enough to not only serve a minor uh, who's their child alcohol, but allow that child to get behind the wheel of a car, uh, then certainly there can be responsibility. And if the parents own the car, then there's automatic responsibility. And are we accurate when we say that, uh, you know, on that, that by the letter of the law, somebody, an adult, cannot give a minor a drink? Forget about parents for a moment, but an, an adult is, is really, by the letter of the law, not even allowed to give a minor a drink? Absolutely like, not. So someone sitting in shul tomorrow night after the Megillah, and they're trying to be funny or maybe not funny, and and give a, a sixteen year old uh, something to drink. They can't do that. That's legally uh, not. That's not allowed. It's illegal. Correct. All right. So people have to keep that in mind. That's for sure. And uh, and that goes for someone else's home as well. There are a lot of homes that are open on Purim Day this Thursday. People will be celebrating. A lot of people will be visiting. This is a tradition. I'm sure that's in every every Jewish neighborhood. Uh, people have to be careful what's on the table and what type of uh, what type of drinks people have access to in their house. That's correct. And, and the only way to do this is to plan ahead. My sons know that if they're planning to drink, uh, they'll have permission at my table during the Suda only. Right. So that way it's controlled. If they drink too much, they get into a bed or a couch and they fall asleep. Um, they're not going outside. They're not getting behind the wheel of a car or even walking around once they've started drinking. Right. Um, and their friends know, or they know about their friends, that their friends who are minors are not going to be served in my house. And people who come to collect know that if there's someone who's visibly intoxicated, they're not walking into my house. Ironclad rules work well, huh? That's right. Bright line rules. And, and of course, and it's, and it's not something that I surprise them with. We talk about this every year before Borum. We, I, I remind them what the rules are for drinking. Yeah, well, I've already put together a list of what's going to be allowed in my house. And 
Mo- for you. Mo- most of the hard stuff ain't on it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Harry Rothenberg is with us. We're talking about Purim and responsible uh, responsible celebration of the holiday. The best thing would be is all if all of us get through the holiday of Purim without any episodes, without any terrible news, God forbid, filtering through to other areas of the community. Let's try, try to be as safe as possible uh, throughout the entire holiday. That's for sure. By the oh, way, man. by the way, can a minor be liable? I mean, I know that we talk about parental responsibility, but can the minor themselves, if they go ahead and do something stupid, can they can they be held accountable? Sure. No question about it. Absolutely, especially we, behind the wheel of a car. Because we always yeah. we always talk about uh, you know minor being treated like an adult. You know when it comes to the law, um, and and they shouldn't think. Although I don't think any minor would actually think this way, but they shouldn't think that because they're underage that it's going to be any different, right? Certainly not. And and it's not just the eyes of the law; it's also the eyes of the outside world. You know, we have to remind ourselves um, to to think that there isn't going to be drinking going on on Purim. Obviously, is 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 ridiculous. There's going to be drinking that's going to happen, and and we know from past experience that there's going to be drinking by people who are underage and people who are of age. Right. But uh, but everybody collectively, we have to just consider for a second. What does it look like when we are outside? I remember once having a, a Purim Suda not too many years ago, and our guests were arriving, and we always uh, make it a point to include guests who are not from, so that they can share in the experience of Purim. And as they were arriving, walking up the, the, the front walkway to my house, there was a, a uh, yeshiva bacher from a prominent yeshiva who was there with a the group collecting, and he was vomiting on our walkway in front of them. Right. And that's just, you know, that's not... Spirit. That's for sure. Look what kind of uh, what kind of impression it gives the people, especially those who are not familiar with our community. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Harry Rothenberg is with us, sponsors of the Kosher Halftime Show 2018, of course, the Rothenberg Law Firm, and we thank them now. A much more serious topic, and that is drinking on Purim and trying to encourage everybody to understand that not only can they cause themselves harm, and God forbid others as well, uh, but there are legal uh, situations that they're going to have to face, really serious ones. The law takes this really, really seriously. Information about the uh, firm at InjuryLawyer.com, InjuryLawyer.com. And I wanted to bring up this point. It's 2018. For those of us who grew up in a generation where where the whole issue of drunk driving really you know, started to uh, get a tremendous amount of media attention when we were, when we were younger, uh, I mean, are these? Ty- can I assume that because of all the awareness and all the organizations and all the nationwide campaigns, that these types of cases come across your desk much less frequently, or is that the wrong impression? Um, it's tough for me to say, but anecdotally, they're always coming across my desk because we're the people that get a call when something horrible happens. Right. Uh, and remember that as 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 good a job as people have done, that the media has done to make sure that this is a hot button issue. Every year, there's a, there's, there's a new group of people that need to be educated. There are those, let's say, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds who are going to have their first drink or their first Purim drinking experience, and they need to have information beforehand. Has your so they fir- can drink responsibly. Has your, going to drink. has your firm dealt with people who uh, were texting and driving and ended up causing harm? Of course. Uh, it's a, it is, it is a, an international Scourge. We have cases where we, where more and more often, we'll have the video from a, a store nearby or from a, a police camera, and you and you watch the accident unfold in broad daylight. How is it possible that that car making a left turn entered an intersection and just mowed someone or or mowed people down? And the answer, more often than not, they were texting. 
Can I just weren't looking at the roadway? Can I assume that aside from from you know literally from uh, from someone? I mean, obviously, we know what car accidents are and how they how they happen. Especially, uh, people don't see things. People back and go through stop signs, red lights, etc. For whatever reason, but can I assume that these two areas—the drinking and the texting—when it comes to the driver responsibility, are the two uh, highest forms of uh, of car accidents? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Boy, and, oh boy. and remember that the that what people often don't know is that the owner of the car is responsible for that too. If you lend your car out to someone or allow a uh, allow someone to drive your car, or allow someone from your family who's drinking or texting, um, then there is responsibility for the owner. That's why I always tell teenagers when they start driving that every car manufacturer has to create a special place in the car by law for you to store your cell phone while you're driving. It's called the trunk. Otherwise, they'll have access to it. Right. Because, because people, when they first start driving, especially nowadays, you know, who, who, are, or who have grown up with their phone in their hand and are used to responding to every text, it's very difficult for them to resist that urge when that, when that phone starts buzzing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. In some situations, I see that, uh, that teenagers and those in their 20s are better at avoiding the phone while driving than some of the people who are older than them. Isn't that interesting? Can be. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Works both ways. Call like a vote to those who are preparing them properly as they get their licenses and and hit the road. Maybe one of the benefits of all the driver's ed out there and all the different courses they take in order to learn how to drive responsibly and defensively. Um, Harry Rothenberg is with us. The message is very simple, everybody. It's a message that we're going to be continuing to harp on between now and Tuesday afternoon, <clears throat> and that is that um, if you want to drink on Purim, number one, drink responsibly. In moderation would be preferred, although I'm sure some people will not heed that advice. Uh, but certainly you want to stay away from a car and you want to make sure uh, to uh, keep the keys away from those who want to drive in that type of situation. That's number one. Also realize that the law is um, is unsympathetic. There ain't no mercy from the law in these areas. Harry, you've seen, as you said, you've seen people both physically suffer for the rest of their lives and you've seen people incarcerated who are going to be suffering for quite a long time. Certainly. And I would add that, that particularly for Purim, that one of the big dangers on Purim, in addition to the possibility of driving while intoxicated, and, and I think for us it's a bigger problem because I think that, you know, for, for the most part, people are responsible enough, the adults who are around, to make sure that any child or any, any minor who's drinking doesn't have access to a car. Right. What we're less careful about is walking while intoxicated, which is incredibly dangerous, and that um, probably is the biggest issue on Purim. Someone From, falls down a, a flight of stairs in someone else's home, that homeowner's got a problem, right? Or, or, or walks in front of a car. Right. Go, go try to drive in, a, in, in one of our from neighborhoods on Purim. Right. And you need eyes in the back of your head because you don't know who's going to come stumbling out in the, in the middle of the roadway while intoxicated. Hey, parents, pay careful attention to your kids this Purim. And kids, pay careful attention to your parents this Purim. Hey, Harry, before I let you go, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just, I'm just curious. Could, could you rattle off a... Uh, uh, a couple of examples for us of different things that the firm is involved with, aside from the driving cases that you pointed out. When else are people going to InjuryLawyer.com and calling your office? You know, as I mentioned before, really any possible manner in which someone could get injured. Uh, construction site accidents. Um, these, the bread and butter ones you mentioned, automobile accidents or fall downs, which could be from a defect, could be from snow and ice um, or other types of conditions. Uh, medical malpractice. Um, we love doctors and we love hospitals, and uh, it's rare that that mistakes are made that that are mistakes that should not have been made and lead to very serious injuries. But when that happens, 
um, they need to be held responsible yeah. uh, so to, to ensure better care in the future. Um, there are cases that we have involving um, um, pharmaceutical issues and errors, um, product liability cases, both in the automobile context and, and elsewhere, um, really any type of, uh, of injury. We're also involved in counterterrorism litigation, um, trying to, to bring the sponsors of international terror um, to justice. Um, and make them responsible for the, the the horrific harms that they have inflicted. So those family members who have, who have had family members who are victims of terror, they contact you? Correct. Interesting. That must take years. Yes, many, many years. I can only imagine. Harry Rothenberg, InjuryLawyer.com, is with the Rothenberg Law Firm. We thank them for uh, all these important messages, especially regarding the holiday of Purim. Hey, Mayor Kay hasn't contacted you about excess paint being used in a paint fight in Jerusalem, has he? In the what in Jerusalem? Uh, the paint fight in Jerusalem at the kosher halftime show. He hasn't contacted you, has he? No. Just want to make sure about that. We want we want to stay out of legal trouble, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Thank you so much. Everything you've You're told us well. today is really important. I bet you it's going to prevent some, uh, some t- terrible uh, decisions by people and make them think twice on this holiday of Purim. My thanks to you, Harry. Thank you. Harry Rothenberg, Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. You know, we do this every year, um, and we even mention... You know, based on whatever we know, how the law can really crack down on somebody who does the wrong thing on Purim, especially with a car. But now you've heard it from somebody who actually knows the law and who knows and has seen what can happen. Heed the advice, everybody around the world, everybody listening around the world. Heed the advice. Let's make this the safest Purim ever. More coming up eight minutes after eight o'clock. You're listening to JM in the AM. (laughs) 